I'm Christine Russo, and you're listening to What Just Happened on MarketScale. Hey, everyone. Let's welcome Guy Cortel. Guy is the Vice President of Industry and Advanced Technology at Texas, not the state, the company. And we're going to get into all of the innovation that Texas has been leading and driving. They're a legacy company in this space. So what's new and what's happening to drive all this innovation in retail? Hi, Guy. Hey, Christine, how are you? It's really great to have you here. Welcome to What Just Happened. I, I'm really looking forward to this and have been waiting for so long to be on this on this podcast. So really- I am the excited one. It's really wonderful to have you here. Texas is end-to-end supply chain solutions. I mean, so much has changed in that space. Yes. Where do we even begin? I mean, I think what's the most important thing is what the future holds, but we have to contextualize it. What's happening today? And then, of course, take into account the turbulence and volatility. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right, Christine. And, and from our perspective, you know, first and foremost, we're a supply chain company. And to your point, I think, in, especially when it comes to retail, we think about it almost from backwards forward. Well, we think about it from the supply chain moving forward to the consumer. For us at Texas, it's really sort of that mentality of, we need to start with the hard part first, which I believe is the moving of boxes, positioning of boxes, positioning of SKUs, getting those ready because so that when you do place that order through whatever form factor you want to place it, I as a retailer can now fulfill that order in an economical and timely fashion. My perception of it is that supply chain was a little bit like Oz behind the curtain, just kind of pulling levers and it, everything was happening. Maybe in a way it's kind of like air or air conditioning on a hot day. Like you don't really notice there's a problem until it isn't working and you're physically uncomfortable. But if you're clicking on your phone and buying something, you're not really aware. So it got a lot of media attention, which I think is a really good thing because in some ways it drives innovation. And with a lot of that challenge behind us, where do we go from here? I really see the opportunity to create a retail technology platform. What we're really trying to do is say, you know, we've got a lot of very good solutions that we can bundle together to this platform. And let's talk about what it is from the retailer's perspective that is your biggest challenge today and potentially tomorrow. And then how does this platform allow you to address those issues? One of the big efforts we're making, especially in retail, is how do we bring more partners onto that platform in order to address the customer's need. If I go deeper in the supply chain, we're, we're doing a lot of work on automation and robotics, but how do we bring some of our partners in when those discussions are out there? But I'm not gonna buy a robotics company. I don't wanna be a hardware company. I wanna be able to bring the right solution to the table on my platform. We did do an acquisition strategies in the past, right? We, we acquired Order Dynamics a few years ago. That's our order management solution. We acquired a company out of Denmark called PC Sys which is our, our WMS solution targeting retail. So we've done some strategic acquisitions to start building that platform. But a lot of times the need does not necessarily fit nicely with just one side type of technology. And that's the part I find for us is, is, is a challenge, but it's exciting because it allows us to have that discussion. And the fact that we have on our platform, whether it's through our own solutions or through partners, a portfolio of solutions that we could bring to the table, I think that's that's a very powerful message and a very powerful way to have that conversation because 
I'm still very confident in whatever discussion we have, we can certainly find a right solution. Is there an open invitation to partners for the platform? I mean, can someone listening to this, a tech company go, well, I want to be on that. And call you guys? Yes, I know. I don't yeah, know. absolutely, Christine. So we have a very strong partner alliance team headed by a gentleman by the name of Jamie O'Halloran. And yes, anyone listening to this who is interested or wants to learn more about how to be part of our go-to-market retail solution platform team offering, so to speak, by all means, please reach out to me directly or, or Texas, and we would love to have that conversation. Well, we went through a very uncomfortable supply chain situation getting a lot of media attention. So all of a sudden, pull the curtain back like Oz and look at this whole thing that it- It's you- mess, if you will. When people showed up at the grocery store and there's no toilet paper, or you know, we showed up and there was no more milk, all of a sudden we realized, well, wait a minute, what, what's that? What's going on behind the curtain to make that all that happen? Because to your point, we just took it for granted. I show up at the grocery store, and not only do I get toilet paper, but I have six different brands, different formats, et cetera. I think we need to pause and give ourselves all a, a collective pat on the back. Because when you think about how we were able to manage getting through the pandemic, when I look at it from a supply chain perspective, the fact that we were still able to some degree to right the ship fairly quickly in supply chain terms, I think is, is really a testament to how resilient our supply chains are. Disruptions happen every day in supply chain. Every day they happen. Whether it's a, a a ship running aground in the Suez Canal, whether it's a fire in a DC, right? Whether it's a port strike, whether it's not enough labor, right? There's always disruption in supply chain. Now, when I look forward or I look towards where we're going from here, I look at the retailers who start to say to themselves, hey, what can we do that we learn that we got through this pandemic, but what can we do different moving forward? And I think we're starting to see some of this. So you mentioned nearshoring. And I think that's a really interesting topic because that's been sort of thrown around by the general press and people for well before the pandemic, right? Oh, we our supply chains are too too thin, they're too stretched, we're too reliant upon places like China and Southeast Asia. Let's bring stuff back here to the US, to North America, to Canada, to to Mexico, things of that nature. And I I there's certainly there warrants a lot of thought around that. The reality is just because we nearshore does not reduce the complexity of that supply chain. We think about it as, oh, well, nearshoring, we bring jobs back, we reduce the physical distance, but the complexity does not necessarily go away either. That's the part we have to keep in mind. So I think what we're looking for are retailers that are are willing to do a hard assessment of their supply chain, understand how they're sourcing, how they're manufacturing, what all the different tiers of suppliers they have within their supply chain, understanding what the impact is for other types of disruption, whether it's weather-related strikes, whatever that may be, and then are putting together strategies to counter that. Now, what might work for Adidas might not work for you. What might work for Walmart might not work for you. There's opportunity now where supply chain is top of mind to do a reassessment to think strategically about what does this look like in the next few years, 5, 10, 15 years, but also to understand it's not one size fits all. It's not one where I have to follow the leader because just because they're doing it, I need to do it. Each supply chain is unique from that perspective. And that's the part that for me is 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 exciting, but it's also daunting because a lot of our customers and prospects look to us to say, well, what should we do? And I hate this answer, but I'm going to give it to them is it depends. I'm not, if I can translate, it depends. It's 
let's talk. Let's figure out what you need. So, yeah, I know that there's a good meaning behind it. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And, and it really is that. It's let's let's dive in deeper to what it is you're trying to solve. And let's not go into it with a preconceived notion of, hey, I have this cookie cutter solution for you. I don't like the term future protect you because we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but give you the ability to be flexible to meet whatever demands and whatever challenges you will face in the future. The whole concept of future proofing, it's an impossible task. Replace the idea of future with flexible and you would be more likely to ride the volatility that is inherent in supply chain. If your whole premise, if the DNA of the discussion starts with flexibility, as you said, that's a much better approach. So with the combination of supply chain being volatile in and of itself, normally, and that's just because there are so many moving parts and pieces, like, and it's a chain link, it's a chain. Something's going to happen along the way and it's going to kind of disrupt the rest of the flow. It's just likely to happen. But also retail is very much a kind of a game of whack-a-mole. I mean, there's always something kind of happening in terms of a priority. So you've got two very volatile things happening. I'm curious because you're in the business of talking to people directly and creating bespoke solutions. How do retailers approach this? Because they have their team and they're consumed with the business of their business. Right just getting through their day and deliverables, adding on outside factors, like outside volatility. How do they go about planning for, you know, 18 month strategic plans, actual like, okay, let's just stop putting out fires. Let's actually build into some solutions here. I'd love for you to pull back the curtain on on how these dialogues happen. Yeah, and I I think this is the um, million dollar question. Right. I haven't seen this for 20 years working in retail and supply chain is there's still, for some reason, an artificial barrier sometimes between departments within retailers. Some, some, you know, well, we have our, our merchandisers and all this on this side, and then we have our marketing on this side. And oh, like I said earlier, we have our supply chain folks in the back of the office and, you know, thou shall never meet. We're starting to see a little bit of, of a thawing in that relationship, but I think it's very positive. I think we still have a long way to go where I've been hearing this forever. And one of my mentors, you know, Kevin O'Mara, who used to be at AMR, always said, supply chain needs a, needs a, needs a seat at the C-suite. And we're starting to see that, but it's still a long ways to go. And I think to your point, Christine, what true change and true ability to be flexible won't happen until we have equal footing for everyone at that table. I think that we're starting to see more communication. Once you communicate better, I think you can plan better. But we're starting to see that. But until that truly takes hold across the board, we can't future-proof because we're still going to plan within silos. We're still going to function within silos. And then those silos are only going to interact when there is a disruption or when there is something like, hey, I need five more trucks of, of juice by tomorrow. I think until we see some true changes, I don't think we're truly going to get to where we need to be. I do believe that COVID, if there is a silver lining, is it did open up people's eyes to say, well, wait a minute, we do need to to talk to the supply chain. We need to have supply chain with our planning team, with our merchandising team, with our marketing teams to work together to better understand how we can meet our consumers' desires and needs 
and do so in a timely and cost-effective way because those supply chain folks, they're the ones driving those boxes to where they need to be. So let's make sure that we give them as much understanding as what we're trying to do so they can better plan for it. I was actually going to ask, isn't there a way to digitize or use technology to create a central single source of truth? I mean, you have that in a lot of other aspects of the retail world, e ecosystem of different sec sectors of the vertical having to collaborate. Why wouldn't there be one for for this? So we do, and, and, and to your point, yes, digital certainly has propelled some of that communication much further along than it might've been 20 years ago. But the challenge of supply chain in general is what? Is that 90% of supply chain is outside your four walls. So now, you know, I'm as a supply chain professional relying upon my suppliers and their suppliers and their supplier suppliers to communicate with me in a timely fashion. I'm not going to use the term real time because that's kind of a fantasy, but let's say business time, right? Communicate with me in a, in a, in a timely business fashion. So now as a supply chain person or team within retail organization, I'm relying upon dozens, hundreds, sometimes thousands of points of communication. And I need to be able to collect that data in a timely fashion, make sense of it, and then act on it. So that's also the other challenge, right? And yes, we talk about supply chain management systems. We talk about, you know, even hardware things like IoT and RFID and all this to be able to pick up signals that are going along in my supply chain. And yes, compared to 20 years ago, we are leaps and bounds ahead of where we used to be. But we're still not to a point where we have, you know, a seamless level of communication across our supply chains. Understanding what's truly happening throughout all the nodes of your supply chain is something that whether you're in retail or automotive or chemical or whatever industry, you know, we are all striving to get to a point where we have much better communication because you're absolutely right. There is technology there, but just because there's technology doesn't mean that A, every node in your supply chain is going to participate, is going to do things properly, is going to put the data together the way you want it. I mean, there's all kinds of factors that limit that ability to have that clean source of truth. As you said earlier, it is always changing. It's constantly evolving. For retailers, it's a little difficult. They're like, where do I go? What do I do? You're very busy and you either have a problem or you see one coming. What do you do? How do you solve it? So yeah, we'll encourage people to check that out with you. I really enjoyed this. I think people listening learned a lot. Pull the curtain back a little bit on the world of supply chain and all that it's been through and what, what the forward look is. So I want to thank you, Guy. Christine, thank you so much. Really enjoy this as well. Mm -hmm.